Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. As you know, in this podcast, what we love to do every single week is take a big, giant, juicy, meaty topic and break it down into tiny little bite-sized chunks, all in an effort to help ourselves and hopefully all of you through the process of change, with which we are obsessed, we talk about it, we think about it, we listen to podcasts about it. All we do is talk about change. And this week, we're going to talk about kind of a a fun and slightly dun-dun-dun uh, topic, and that is the idea of projection. That feeling when we take the traits that we maybe think about ourselves um, and project them onto another person, kind of like a movie. It's coming from within us, but we're projecting it onto another human being. Rod, my friend, as we get started, my research mm. guru, what do you want to oh. add into the mix? Well, I'm going to say, I think this week, you're in terms of research guru, you're maybe more knowledgeable about the academic or the you know stuff behind this. I think it's a really good topic. I've this was when I became aware of, or my inter- my version of what projection means. When I became aware of that, it helped. A great deal in reducing the the day to day angst and noise in my own head about what's going on. What's that person thinking? I can't believe they don't like me. Yes, because mm-hmm. when I realized a lot of that was I was projecting onto the outside world. But it is like a projector sorts. But on the research yeah. side, as we were chatting, I'm like. I there's a whole angle to this I didn't really know which you um you did so maybe as we start ourselves off do you want to give a little background on this Yeah I think my um so I think about projection in two ways one is I think about it in the context of oh my god it it are, it sounds like those thoughts where you think when you're thinking Ugh, that person, they're going to judge me for eating this, for wearing that, for thinking in this way, for saying these things. That imagination that other people are going to judge you is actually you judging yourself. And it's just easier to imagine that that judgment is coming externally uh, than it is to imagine it coming from within. So that's kind of like phase one of projection to me is that whole notion of we're really critical of ourselves and thinking other people are going to think it when probably they have no, you know, Mm -hmm. they they aren't thinking about us at all. Mm -hmm. It'd probably make us sad if we knew how little they were thinking about us. Mm -hmm. Never mind, like, you know, what was really going on. And then the second, I think, you know, my other secret, uh, my other secret way way to think about this is that saying, there's something about that guy that I just can't stand about me. (gasps) I love that. And that one is like a, yeah, that was a game changer for me when I mm-hmm. first heard that one. Yeah. I don't know. Which one do you want to dive into first? You pick, you pick, you pick. Because I'm obsessed with them both. This, so I'm not going to lie to you. The new one, the one that I'm just learning about through this conversation with you is the, the last phrase. There's something about that guy that I can't stand about me. That's, do you want to start there? And I'll be a little bit of the exploring student here (laughs) okay (laughs) well it's just it's this fun idea that 
you know, sometimes you're in a meeting with somebody and something that that person is doing is really getting under your skin. Like it's just, it's grating on your nerves. Maybe it's the way they bring up topics or they're monopolizing the conversation or they're making everything about themselves or, you know, whatever it is, there's just something about a person that is really getting under your skin. So, it's taking that now what I try and do. So that's, and that's happened to me throughout my entire career. And like, you know, even now there are people I work with who sometimes get a little bit under my skin. Mm. And when that happens, I pause and I think, okay, where is this happening? Where am I doing this? Is there a dark Mm. side to me that I don't want to see that I just don't want to be aware of the fact that sometimes I monopolize the agenda or sometimes I make things all about me. And I just don't want to, I just don't want to think that, feel that, be aware of that. And so I'm projecting it onto the other person. Mm. And so it's become a really cool, like self-reflection tool for me to think, okay, where, where, why is that bugging me so much? Because sometimes those things that bug you, it's legit. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. someone's being a bully and it bugs you. And of course it should bug you. Mm -hmm. But on those times where really it's bugging me more than it should bug me, Mm -hmm. I use that as like a turn the light inside moment Mm -hmm. and try to figure out why, like, what am I hiding from myself? What am Mm -hmm. I, what am I not seeing in myself? Where am I doing this? What do I need to change? Cause that's bugging me more than it should. Yeah. And, and like, you know, you, like we all have those moments. Like there are just some people who get under our skin in a way that it's almost like, why is that bugging me Mm -hmm. so much? Why on earth is that person driving me around the bend like this? Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, very often it's cause there's something inside me that I just don't want to see. Yeah. That's such an interesting part of this. Cause in my highly in-depth completely thorough research scouring journals <laughs> with the googles yes yeah. you know <laughs> in, you know looking at the journal index books and going deep into the library pulling off the i would the, the part which you were just talking about here it's like it's right it's it's a subconscious what the way it described it was it's it's at a subconscious level things that you you think about yourself but you're not bringing it to the subconscious meaning is like you it's not present in your logic and right. self-discussion of what's going on but it's those parts that you you kind of repressing or or don't want to be highlighting when you see it in others you're it becomes the issue it's like oh that person is doing xyz right uh, yeah right And like, I I mean, I have, I have a couple of real life examples where I've worked with someone in the past who really monopolized the agenda in meetings Mm -hmm. and turned everything around to be about them and their world and how it was going to create problems for them. And it would drive me crazy because I would feel like, oh my God, we're not, you know, we're not moving the agenda forward fast enough. Like we're not, we're not. And then I realized when I started to turn the light inside that it was my agenda that was not being moved forward the way I Ah. wanted. And it was right. Like it was, it was what I wanted to get out of the meeting was not being accomplished. And so I was feeling frustrated because another person was getting their needs met, like was getting what they needed and I wasn't. Ah. And so it was just an interesting 
And you know, it all goes back to that book, Rod, and we've already, we talked about it before, but change Mm -hmm. your questions, change your life. Yeah. That whole notion of how am I approaching this situation? What am I bringing into this conversation? Oh, yeah. And my, and my mindset and my thinking and feeling that is perhaps altering the way, putting a veil in front of what's really happening. Yeah. And, you know, and if, if my ultimate objective in life is to be happy, making me less happy than I want to be. Mm-hmm. So while it's hard at first to turn that lens inside, because I don't want to, you know, it's like, you know, I'm on an eternal quest to try and ask more questions and better questions. Yeah. That's because of turning this light inside that I can be a person who's just like this, 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 go, yeah. go, go, do, do, do. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and learning that that's not always the best way forward, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so interesting. Because so here's the other side of the way I, which is very similar. And maybe it, I just wasn't using the same way to think about it. We, we just said, but so I'll give you, a, it, it's, well, perhaps it's, it's, it's in the interpretation of others, what they're thinking about you or about me. You know, it's like some, yes. sometimes, and I always wondered, like sometimes, I'm like, I don't really, not even spending a moment to think about what someone else is thinking about me. And other times it's like the only thing I'm absorbed into is like, yes. What it, so it's like in that dynamic of the meeting, it's like, oh, what it, I can't, they're thinking I am, you know, usually it's a, some negative, you know, whatever, not capable. Right. No one's ever thinking, oh my God, they think I'm amazing. Yeah. No one's thinking that. <laughs> Because the, when the committee is not in session, yeah. the com- you know, like <laughs> the, the committee is always cranky. The yeah. committee is always mean. Totally. <laughs> and so it's the um, it 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 was really enlightening for me when somebody uh, pointed out that you know I was I was talking about oh this person thinks I not you know whatever I'm not good at what I do and it's frustrating me and I'm like. I can't believe they're so mean to me and stuff. And then in talking about it, they, they <laughs> I can tell the person realizes like, well, they haven't done it. Like, I don't, why do you even think that? And it really dove into right. it's like, no, it's because right. that's what I was thinking about myself. And I was yes. interpreting uh, even a glance or a comment or a lack of a comment or, so I consider that to be, the, I'm, I was projecting my inner insecurities onto uh what i thought were the beliefs of others um which is maybe as yeah which is maybe as different there's maybe a different term that's used i I think attribution and that's why i was looking up like attribution theory which talks about how you attribute different situations like the the reasoning you give reasoning to why somebody's doing something or what's the or what's the motivation behind a behavior but, uh, yeah, like it's the mind reading thing, right? Yeah. Like where we think all of a sudden that we've become mind readers and we can tell what people are thinking and feeling when really we have absolutely no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no idea, yeah, no clue, and it's, no clue. I think the similarity here is it's it's this subconscious part of yourself that is uh, being projected on the actions of others and how you're interpreting yes. and taking in others, which is uh, such an interesting part. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that there's a, I think, you know, the reason, the reason projection first came up is actually, you know, I'm on the new map thing, I'm doing the whole Noom thing, and they do these little mini courses. And one of the little mini courses was all around projection. And it was about this whole notion of, oh, that person's going to judge me if I eat this in this case, because it's like, it's an, it's, a, it's all about eating and whatever. Yeah. If I eat this or do this or make that choice or uh, someone's going to judge me. So I think that is a, I think that is a true part of projection. Like yes. I, I, I think that is another way of understanding it. Yeah. And I think we do it a lot and we genuinely have no idea um, what that person is thinking or feeling. And it is often the, the our inner critic who, which I often call the committee because it always yeah. sounds like there's more than one voice yelling at me. It's never just, <laughs> I don't just have one critic. There's like a whole committee of them yeah. up there working their, uh, their dark magic. And, uh, you know, and, and it's, it's all the things like, oh my God, she's wearing that. She's doing that. She's eating that. Yeah. She's saying that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all of those things. And it is that I think is the idea of that projection, like of literally a projector coming from within us mm -hmm. and projecting our thoughts onto another person. Yeah. Um, totally. Where until they say that, we don't know. Yeah. But we sure as heck. And again, it's just a helpful diagnostic tool on the path to happiness mm -hmm. that if we are thinking another person is thinking that about us to stop and say, why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do I think that right now? Yeah. What 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 has that person done to give me the impression that they think or feel that way? Yeah. And if the answer is nothing, then we have to ask ourselves the follow-up yeah. question, which is the harder one. Do I think this about myself? And if so, why? Yes. Yeah. You know, like that's when it's harder. It's always harder to take that projector light and shine it within. It's more magical. More goodness comes of it. Mm -hmm. You get, you know, it's definitely a trick to being on the path to happy, I feel, in my life. Mm -hmm. um, but it's the hardest part. Mm -hmm. It's And some of you may hear echo my cat in the background hear... passionately <laughs> agreeing, passionately agreeing. Apparently shining the light inside is also on his path to happiness. That's right. That's right. Who knew? <laughs> well, I there's somebody I somebody I used to work with who's very I don't want to say spiritual, but very like into the you know ask the universe and the universe will provide yes. kind of. And um, her view was that basically everything that you're taking in, your everything you're seeing out there is this projection from inside of you. So, so, so she's just jumping past that. Kind know. of like that theory that everything is a hologram, like the, like quantum <laughs> yeah, theory. I guess so. Yeah. But like what you were saying is like, oh, maybe one, maybe this, is this one situation something that I'm projecting? This person would say everything is. So you just have to like, yes, whatever you're feeling right now, if, if it's negative, if it's positive, it's whatever, it's coming from inside you. So then the, then the, the you know it's all about working on the inner peace uh, and then that will and the yes. other projection stuff will fall but there's there's a there's maybe similar I'm down with that for the record I'm down with that yeah like I I mean I think it's 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 hard again cuz when one is struggling in life mm -hmm. like if you're really going through something that's very hard in life um 
you know, uh, like that's, that's hard to process that. Yes. Um, and it's easy to say that from our place of privilege. And we say that often in this podcast, like, you know, it's, yeah. it's easy to say, just project your inner peace. Um, yeah. but we live in a place where that is possible, yeah. uh, you know, in a lifestyle where that is possible, it's not always possible for all, but yeah. it definitely it is a, a helpful tool to imagine if what I'm seeing or if I don't like what I'm seeing around me, what can I, I own it. I own it. What can I do? How can I change it? Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the ultimate thing of that statement, right? Yeah. Is like, I own it. Mm-hmm. This is my shit and I got to clean it up. Mm-hmm. You can beat that I can, out. <laughs> I, know. I can remember as a teenager, <laughs> did I, ever t- I think I did tell you, I mean, a long time ago. So as a teenager, my journey into this whole kind of like self, understanding started super young Mm -hmm. and um my my mom and i would debate who was the one that wanted to get these cassette tapes but i as a teenager like i still have in my home the tony robbins like path whatever it was called i should google it up come on that's awesome like the cassette tapes from the 80s and i never actually listened to them (laughs) i was like glad we okay we didn't buy a ton of stuff off a tv like commercial you know those uh yeah yeah like yeah shows that were really just infomercially kind of yeah. things well, yeah yeah, yeah. I, there's a few things in our house my sister and i you know <laughs> it's tough, like you know, machines and uh other whatever anyways so oh right the ab cruncher uh, yeah so the <laughs> the I remember this whole like notion of actually you control your own feelings about a situation. Like you, you might have somebody who's your nemesis, nemesis who's bothering you, but truly you can control that. I remember reading the stories and totally not believing them to be like, I'm thinking like this is so BS. It's impossible to, (laughs) of course the other person is going to affect how you feel and you can't, you can't control how you're going to feel about what somebody else does. Like that's crazy. <laughs> but, no. Well, you didn't have a fully formed prefrontal cortex oh, at that point. So oh yes. If you were a teenager, you were, you were like years away from a fully formed prefrontal cortex. <laughs> Do you recognize how geeky it is that we're having this? Go- <laughs> <You're saying> <laughs> <all> <laughs> we Anyhow. might have gone to the dark side, Rod. <laughs> But the, there's a, there's another. This is why we love each other, though, and why we like talking about this stuff. Because only that you're the only person I know who I can go into this with. So here's the. I don't know if this classifies under the same topic of projection, but something that I've experienced, and even recently, and I'll, so I'll share. So like how, um, I was out of the blue, worrying about. Uh, something would come up, and I was just abs- kind of really worrying about it. I was worrying about money, like yeah. this money topic came up, and I was like worrying and so focused on it, and it really kind of just nothing particularly to happen, but it came up. And then, um, then we had a different worry. Like then, my, then I had a next worry. It was I can't even remember what the other thing, and I just got really absorbed into it. And I was reminded that because i i feel like if i'm feeling otherwise not right or got a, something i latch on to things to worry about when i say i i think it's actually more of a human condition like 
And yes, because yes, definitely. What number of years ago, when I had seen talking to a therapist about different stuff, I, at the time I was very anxious. I developed, I was flying for work and I, I was developing this fear of flying where at other t periods of time, no fear of flying, but all of a sudden I was like really scared of flying. And she said the, she's like, well, you have, when you're, you're, f you're otherwise feeling super anxious about w something, or you just having this bodily experience, your mind subconsciously will look for something to apply that to. It's got to, it's like, where is right. this coming from? It's right. got to be coming from somewhere. And she said the, like something like flying is otherwise defensible or logical. Like if your right. if your mind is right. looking for a, you know, a reasonable thing to be afraid of, well, you know, flying, people get afraid of flying. So like, there you go. And, um, uh, and that was so revealing. I was like, yeah, like yeah. These things that, and, and I could see it in others. It's like you, people getting anxious about stuff and I, or myself getting really anxious about something. And I would, I'd be like, actually, I think that anxiousness or that worry was already there. And I've just like latched on to this thing. Mm -hmm. I've, mm -hmm. so I'm using the word projection. I'm not sure if it's the right example, but it's like, I'm taking, I don't know where this fear or worry and anxiousness, but I'm finding something to, to put it onto. And then that becomes the focal point. And then, you know, right. time goes by and you don't know where it started from, but your fear of whatever. I call that like when I've had that before, I call it non-located anxiety because you do feel like if you say to someone, oh, I'm feeling anxious and they say, what about? And you say, I don't know. Yeah, it is hard. Like, it's hard to because then, you know, the easy answer that people often give and it was just that that bell let's talk day. Yeah. The easy answer that people give then is just, oh, buck up, yeah. buck up. Yeah. If you don't have something to be anxious about, buck up, especially because we're British and there's oh, like yeah. a buck upness to the entire like way we're, we're raised. But I think the other reason is it, it's hard to talk about it if it's non-located anxiety. Mm. If we don't have a reason, a re in quotation marks, if we don't have a reason to feel anxious, um, it, it, for all the reasons, mm -hmm. it just feels strange. And so it is, I think a lot easier than to ascribe it to someone, mm -hmm. to something or someone mm -hmm. to say, oh, it must be because of that thing. And sometimes that's a conscious process. And sometimes I think it's yeah. very unconscious, yeah. um, where it can develop into deep phobias about things, yeah. you know, but I, I, I think it all does. I think it all does go together it all comes together it's these processes of the mind that we're not mm -hmm. always aware are happening that when we can shine a bit of a light on it and go oh i wonder if it's that i'm feeling it's like it's this but mm -hmm. i wonder if it could be something else i wonder if this comes from a different place mm -hmm. i wonder how this started and ask all those questions then i think it can i think it can help alleviate some of the Whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know, the discomfort. We'll just say generalized <laughs> discomfort, whether mm -hmm. that's anxiety or feeling upset or or worried or angry or whatever. But it's it's shining a light on things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So the, Making that, you know, projector go inside instead yeah. of 
out in the world. Yeah. So it's it's you mentioned this before. It's like the being kind of inquisitive to the like okay why am i thinking that like what you know oh i'm all mm-hmm. upset that this other person how they're behaving oh i wonder why that you know is there something in me that might be be related to that i do find though like so here's a i s- struggle a little bit i'm gonna step off the the, the soapbox <laughs> you know of all knowing <laughs> I, I struggle is like there's this I've, I have found it very <laughs> helpful to to have that self inquiry of like okay okay I'm feeling very anxious in the moment then the bot the brain starts thinking oh I'm not well oh I'm sick about something it's like why would oh, I oh yeah you know why am I thinking this or or was there something that came up and then it'd be like oh well I ate three slices of pizza before I went to bed maybe it's that <laughs> maybe it's indigestion you know like that kind of yep. tracing back the thinking is really helpful on the other side. I'm aware, like, you can get obsessive and you can find things that aren't there. So, you know. Definitely. Yeah. So sometimes you advice to self is don't go too far down the rabbit hole of searching for meaning and everything. And I don't. Well, I think there's a fine line between self-inquiry and rumination. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like, I, I, right. Like it, there's a, it's a very, very fine line, I think. And, and I think once we cross into rumination and we all do this, like, this is like not a, this is again, part of the human condition, I think. Mm-hmm. But once we find ourselves down, like go for a walk or like, you know, like do something where you're changing your scene entirely to get yourself out of it. Cause yeah. rumination is a, it's a, it's a, it's a dark path. I think, you know, it, it can really, and especially right now with, you know, we're in year three of this stupid pandemic. Yeah. And I know people are saying endemic, but until it happens, I really just am like, uh-huh. Mm. Uh, you know, no wonder we're all feeling that sense of what if it's this? What if yeah. it's that? What if I'll never? What if I can't? What if, mm-hmm. you know, all the horrible what ifs. It's no wonder we're all feeling that way. But um you know there were some great tools published this this for this year's um bell let's talk day which i know Mm. we didn't say we're going to talk about but it seems like we're going down that path all about kindness and like little things that one can do throughout the day for self-kindness and just all kinds of really cool tools because sometimes what we need is just a reminder and it's simple things like cuddling with your furry person or Mm -hmm. talking to someone who makes you laugh and having a really good belly laugh Mm -hmm. or having a cuddle with someone or, you know, and it it, like, I, you know, like I live by myself. And so like doing something that makes me happy going out for a walk, doing something where it's a change of scene, but finding those moments, if you're in that space where turning that light inside the light is started to dim and you're back in darkness again of rumination mm-hmm. change your scene in some way do something to break the cycle because it's it's hard yeah it's hard yeah yeah yeah. it sure is yeah but that's it is such yeah, a good it's advice hard. like um it's um it really it links to you you've said the which is now like a motto i want to adopt you know choosing optimism choosing happiness but there's these little things oh, yeah. that you can do uh to help there and it very much is it's like actually i was uh, thinking about it yesterday i was kind of like oh and i just 
chose to to approach a conversation with somebody is just more open and less I, I consciously went into a, a conversation with somebody I was having, which I had a previous conflict with, and I just chose to take the. Uh, I, I had this image of my mind of like a someone doing tai chi and letting the energy flow by and not reacting to it or whatever. Good that for thing is. you. Yeah, and it just turned out it was it was fun. Like I realized my I could influence how that conversation went because then I wasn't probably projecting negative grumpiness back to whatever this other person was saying have you heard that quote before and i'm gonna butcher it but i'm gonna say it anyway it's something along the lines of we don't fear we don't our fear is not in that we are powerless our fear is that we are more powerful than we can possibly imagine yeah, I have. And that. I think yeah. of that like we have more control than we think we do. Mm-hmm. We have more decision points in a day than we think we do. Mm-hmm. You know, like we are incredibly powerful in that way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can be a little bit scary to think, yeah, no, I have the power to change how this conversation happens. Yeah. I have the power to change how I think about myself and how I project thoughts onto other people. I can, I can. Right. Control's not the right word here because control to me implies like clamping down and like no, re- white knuckling responsibility. it. But you can account. manage it. Yeah. yeah, like you can manage it. You you can you can influence that. I like yeah. the the way you said that. You can influence that. You can make decisions around it that can change your experience and make life better for yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. But what there is something <sighs> there's something releasing uh, that around not having responsibility, like being able to blame another yeah. or to be like, <laughs> I know. Right? it's so much. Easy. If what we're saying is actually you take on, you, you know, you can have some ownership of a situation and totally. how you are. Totally. And what if it doesn't work? Then it takes, it's draining to feel that responsibility. It's enlightening that is to honestly... just blame somebody else. It actually, in my, cause I, again, in the right happy debate, um, one of my, th- like, I used to blame a lot of people for a lot of things. Let me, let me just put it that way. Like pre therapy, I used to blame a lot of people for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And once I started really like owning things, owning what I did in a situation or owning, I, you know, in therapy, I was just called it, we always just called it owning your shit. Like once you start owning your shit, like owning what you brought to the table, owning how you influenced a situation or, you know, whatever that thing is, it actually is incredibly empowering. And again, it's like a fast path to happy. Wow. And it doesn't feel, it feels so counterintuitive. It feels so much more like blaming others is a, is a way to feel happier, but it actually just, Mm. for me, it kept me feeling powerless Mm -hmm. and you can't feel you're happy from a place of powerlessness. I don't think maybe that's our next topic. Oh my God. I was just thinking that. Is it possible to feel happy from a (laughs) a place of powerlessness? Dun, dun, dun. Oh yeah. I think we could be solving. uh, My answer is no, but I can't wait to talk to you about it. I'm so excited. Okay, I'm writing that down in our book. Cool. Thanks, Rod. This is such a juicy (laughs) topic. Who knew this would be like, I kind of, this is one of those fun ones where I had a path in my head and it went in a completely different direction and I love it when that happens. (laughs) Me too. 
I love it so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Awesome. And thank you, Echo, for weighing in on today's topic as well. Very passionately. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye.